This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fifth Sunday of Easter, the 10th of May. I imagine many of us have been using these days of lockdown to catch up on our reading. Those books we were given at Christmas or we bought as a holiday read are probably coming in really quite handy at the moment. And there's a great wealth of Christian literature out there which is crying out for our attention and which we could perhaps turn to at the present time. One of the authors that's come into vogue in recent times, especially with the film adaptations of his books, is J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien was one of a group of Christian writers based in Oxford mid-last century, which included people like C.S. Lewis. They called themselves the Inklings, and they met at the Eagle and Child pub, which is just along the road from the Oxford Oratory. They wanted to introduce Christian themes subtly into their books, into their stories. One of the themes that they saw as vital and so central to the Christian message is the whole notion of what it means to live in God, or co-inherence, as they termed it. We might call it mutual indwelling, mutual belonging. In other words, what it means to be interdependent as members of the church, interdependent on one another because of our being part of the body of Jesus Christ. John Doan wrote about this centuries before when he said, no man is an island, rather we are all radically interconnected. If you want to see this illustrated in art, then look at something like uh, the Book of Kells, the beautifully illuminated manuscript of the Gospels. Although it's Celtic in origin, the content is the Gospels, and the decoration of the book is a masterpiece of art with these famous designs interwoven of flowers and animals, human beings, angels and saints. It's a lovely coming together, all expressing an interdependence. No one ultimately can be alone. Life itself is a web of interdependent forces. Think of some of the most mundane things that we do in life, like eating a bag of crisps or nuts to stave off our hunger between meals. Not only are those crisps or nuts dependent on the whole manufacturing and economic process that brings them to us, they've been derived from produce of the earth. That is to say, from the rain and the sun, which is to say, the earth, which is to say, the planet, to say, the solar system, to say, the galaxy, to say, the most fundamental structures of the cosmos. Something as simple as munching on a bag of crisps brings you into a profoundly cosmic context. All of these dimensions of existence are interdependent. And now consider our own existence. We spent nine months in the wombs of our mothers, utterly dependent upon her. And then a lifetime spent in the larger womb of our ecological system. I'm breathing air now, which I didn't make and over which I have no control. We're dependent on the food and water that we took earlier. We live in a kind of womb that sustains us through life. And we identify ourselves 
almost exclusively through the naming of relationships. We're members of families and organisations which refer to our relationship to some one or group or reality beyond ourselves. Christians say ultimately that we are children of God, which is the most fundamental truth about ourselves. Like the Book of Kells, our lives are interdependent, relational. To want to be alone is not a coherent way of thinking or of being, and maybe that's why we're finding these days at the moment so challenging. But all of this is the background for us understanding what Jesus said at the Last Supper, the discourse of which forms part of the Gospel of this Sunday. God the Father and the Son are distinct, but are utterly implicated in each other by a mutual act of love, which we call the Holy Spirit. So to have contact or communication with any of the three divine persons of the Trinity is to come into direct contact with the entire Godhead. Jesus is naming this for us so that we can see how God lives. And the wonderfully good news of the Christian religion is that Jesus and the Father have invited us into the life that they share. In my Father's house, there are many dwellings, he says. This means there's room for all of us in God himself. He wants us in his life. He wants us to participate in the life that pertains between him and his son. It's like someone who has been adopted into your family. Through the grace of the family, they are made totally part of it, one with you. The way into this life is through the love of Jesus, a radical love, which includes even the love of enemies. Whatever drives us apart from each other, be it jealousy or hatred, violence, racism, cling to our own privileges, anything that drives us apart is opposed to the divine way of being, of existing. Whatever unites us is always more important than what divides us. Jesus wants us to live out of that awareness. That is why the love of enemies is so fundamental. And we all have enemies in as much as there's that person who hurt me or that person who made fun of me or who criticised me. And so I'm going to live in the same way, in violence, in opposition, or am I going to embrace metaphorically that person who has hurt me or whom I find a trial when we're walking, and then we're walking in the way of Jesus, the way of altruistic, self-sacrificing love. St Paul sums this up for us beautifully by speaking about Christ's mystical body, an organism of which we become part when we are baptised, becoming all of the molecules, the cells and the organs of the body. We bear each other's burdens, we feel each other's sufferings, we will the good of one another. Precisely because we're implicated through Christ to one another. And this is what walking in the light means. And it's what makes for happiness on earth, because we find a dwelling place within 
the very life of God. As we continue to celebrate this month of May, we ask Mary to draw us more deeply into that dwelling place of Christ, so that as members of the family of God, with her as our mother, we may enjoy on earth the echoes of things to come. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, constantly accomplish the paschal mystery within us, that those you are pleased to make new in holy baptism may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of life eternal. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.